0: Goodie,
1: goodie, yum, yum. Hello and welcome to the Goodies Pirate Podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Tom. I'm Richard. I'm Rob, and this is episode 54, Black and White Beauty, known by no other names and originally aired on the 12th of October 1976, once more a Tuesday at 9pm. So, Richard, what did you think of this one?
0: I haven't seen this one for a while. On the whole, I actually really enjoyed it. I think there's a couple of things
2: we'll discuss as we get into it. But, uh, no, I had fun watching this. Tom? It's an average episode, so it's certainly not the high points of string or... It's outrageous to come, yep. but uh, it's certainly not the depths of high, high pressure, high pressure.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> Cecily. Rob, what
2: about you? I have a lot of fond memories of this when I was a boy, and watching this back again uh, recently, I really enjoyed
1: it. I thought there was some, some really good stuff going on.
0: It was the animal cruelty, really, wasn't it? Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I have to admit, I was very pleasantly surprised by this one. It's one I have not watched in many, many, many years. didn't have a very good memory of it, but I... Yeah, I laughed a lot during this one. I'm not going to say it's a classic. I think there's a lot better to come. But it was fun. It entertained me for a good half hour. So we'll throw ourselves into it because we open with the Pets Corner Rest Home for clapped-out old animals.
0: Yes, which, as they ride right in and you pan past it in the field, includes the donkey from Funfight at the OKT Room. Yes, it does. And I think the cow from last week as well, I think, makes another reappearance. Oh, yes, and the goat. Yes,
2: actually. I miss the goat.
0: Yeah, so they so say paying past all the animals when you uh, come in.
2: Appreciation of the costs so that you just <laughs> <laughs> the animals are to <laughs> <your> <laughs> Another <episodes>. animal
1: episode. <laughs> but we're now well and truly into this point in the series where, as we've said before, there's no even pretense that the agency are being hired. This week, Graham just has a home for a tucked-out old animal. Yes, although it does make the point he's
0: actually hidden it from the others. It took them—they yes. do say it took them a while to find out where he was. And he's also very keen for them to leave when they get there. And for very good reasons. <laughs> <I think>. Yes. <laughs>
2: Very much like what he's up to in the Crufts episode, isn't it?
0: Well, I suppose his scheme is that he takes tired, older animals and looks after them until their time comes, which he then clearly expedites. <laughs> 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 now, his motives seem to be because their former owners were rich people that he can screw money out of, but he also makes a point it actually seems to be because he enjoys abusing the animals. <laughs> Fake animal cruelty, but...
1: Yes, but there is that wonderful deadpan line where they say, I bet you thought we'd never find you. Yes.
0: <laughs> and we have the wonderful scene where Graham is sort of reluctantly showing them around the facility until, of course, he is forced to admit, yes, the animals are all dead. <laughs> so, and, but as long as he brings them out looking reasonably fresh whenever their former owners come along he can keep making money from them so essentially it's a money-making scheme it is although i said a minute ago he does make the point there that he actually clearly is getting a kick out of abusing them
1: now we discover that all the animals are called kenneth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is there a reason for that or is it just because it's a funny name
0: i think it's a funny name i yeah. think so
1: okay so we have the tortoise kenneth the dog kenneth
2: The cat, Kenneth,
1: Kenneth the guinea pig. It
2: was Kenneth the flying tortoise. Yes, Kenneth the flying tortoise, that's
1: right.
0: (laughs) And of course we have the wonderful scene where Bill says, I want to see that cat eat that
1: kipper. (laughs) Look, Kenneth the Guinea Pig's doing a handstand. <laughs> Cut back, he's got one of the fish towel hanging out of his mouth. In- including the bit where Graham's trying to convince him that the dog is alive while snapping its leg. Yeah, it's well Bill snaps its
0: leg off. Then yeah. <laughs> nails it back on. That's a. He's <laughs> a great moment. Then it's a like, die for the queen. <laughs> I think been. it already has. <laughs> So I I suppose after having several minutes of fun with the animals, we then actually get to have some more fun as it's receiving day for the next lot of inmates.
1: Yeah, so we go to our first filmed insert, which is, as you say, the visitors all come in to hand their animals in, which includes scenes of... Graham very carefully taking the cat off the old lady and then just throwing it over his shoulder. Yes,
0: <laughs> and you just watch the joke escalate. No, no. Takes the cat and throws it, throws the budgie through the window. That was a good shot. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just see him take the poor stick insect, down. you just hear the machine gun firing. And the beauty of that scene is the fact that the comedy escalates, isn't it? It is, and, and it's the. The lack of proportion with the machine gun and a stick (laughs) Stick that drives the humour of that. Plus, of course, and again, it's Graham with physical comedy, so it's superbly done. He Mm. just comes out and he's looking all sad and everything as they get back in their cars and drive off. There's there's no one other than Graham of the trio who could do the physical comedy like that. No. It's just, it's remarkable how Graham
1: sort of is able to do that. That's and
2: welcome a... to the Graham Garden Appreciation Podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, well, I mean, the first half is just the Grand Garden Show, this one.
2: Oh, it is. Yeah. It showcases everything that Eddie's very good at.
1: Mm. I did notice that there was a mention of terrapins there, which got a cheer from the audience, of course, being a nice reference back to a running gag from I'm Sorry I Read That Again.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> These pickled walnuts are delicious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we now get to, I guess, the meat of the episode, which is where somebody hands in a horse. That makes yeah. central conceit as well, I suppose. I
0: was going to make the point, of the episode really I don't think is very clear actually on whether it's meant to be a real horse or not. I mean, the second half, clearly it's a skin. Mm. But they do seem to be sort of in the first half, sort of having a bob each way basically to whether it's real or not.
1: Yes. Now, they need to find a name for the horse. Yes. At one point, because it's beautiful and black, they use an epitaph that we really a, raci- used, a, racial the, a racial epitaph we wouldn't use today.
0: No, I mean, look, I get the joke, and it's obviously that subversion because he's so black and he's such a beauty, so of course we must call him. Yeah. And then, of course, subversion of the joke. Now, there's no way you could do that now. No. Which Tim, I think, sort of said was a bit sad because it wasn't really intended to be a racist thing. It was just that whole subversion yeah. thing, mm. basically. But... No,
1: but they do decide then to call it Black and White Beauty. Yes, which is obviously a play on Black Beauty, which is a novel from the nineteenth century. Yes, and had become a fairly successful feature film in nineteen seventy-one that spanned off a TV series nineteen seventy-two that ran for a couple of series.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen the film. I do vaguely remember the TV series. I mean, mm-hmm. they did take the TV series off in Scatty Safari, the bit where they released Tony Blackburn. Yes. And he runs to the Black Beauty music.
1: Yes, and they also have used the uh, Black Beauty music in this one as well. Yes. No, I have seen the movie but a very long time ago and I do again vaguely remember the repeats of the T V series sort of being on at, you know, Sunday afternoon dead time slots or something when mm-hmm. I was younger. But it is very clearly a takeoff of that, which was quite in the culture at the time. And I guess follows on from Lips or a Mighty Cod, which was the first time they had a very overtly satire a movie, in that case Jaws, yes. And they're doing that again and we're gonna see a lot more of that as we go through the next few series.
2: Just on that point, is the fact that they're doing that more and more evidence that they're running out of ideas, or they're finding that those sort of episodes are more popular where they're satirising popular culture? I tend to find that, started with this season, everything is almost a satire. It just seems to be the theme of what's pressure well, of coming out of season five. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess we've sort of here? talked
0: about where the series at now. Thing. after series five they wanted to do less episodes they were keen to move away i mean look you do an episode like high pressure which is obviously just a as, as we said a, an experimental episode where they're moving beyond and now they're quite often they very quickly slip into other characters
1: i just think that it's them going back to their roots i think if, if you listen to a lot of i'm sorry i read that again although there is original sketch coming in there a lot of that is just laced with satire and you know political references or topical pop culture references I think it's a lot easier for them to do, and they're just having fun doing it, I think. That's all we're watching out. Yeah,
0: so all good. The reason that the horse has been left at Dr Graham's Home for Retired Animals is that the wealthy people who owned the horse say that they will give the goodies their life savings if they can make it a Grand National winner. Bill immediately thinks there's absolutely no chance of that happening. But you then get into the Black Beauty and probably even a National Velvet type parody where he then separates from the other two and it becomes that one goodie versus the other two Mm -hmm. where he then goes and sets up his own horse breeding stud to train his own national winner and then leaving tim and graham obviously to look after black and white beauty which then we then go into our second film sequence which is them training beauty
1: (laughs) yes i thought that was probably the weaker part
0: yeah. There were some good
1: gags, but it did go on a little It, it bit. sort
0: of felt a bit set up, really, just so you could have Bill obsessing over the fact that he must have this horse. Yes. All the time they're there, you know, grooming the horse and dancing with the horse and everything, and there's always Bill just lurking in the background, just watching them.
1: Yes, and very much playing the sort of the aristocratic characters from the movie. Yes. You know, I must have beauty. Very, <laughs> But much it's done special. very well. I, I think mm. Bill really acquits himself quite mm. well in that sequence. It ends, though, with black and white beauty being blown over Bill's fence. <laughs>
0: They have the scene just before that where they've trained beauty and then come back to Graham reading How to Drown Kittens by James Herriot. (laughs) Maybe another cat
2: on the fire.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) So, of course, we have Tim doing his equestrian girl impression.
1: Yeah, now, it's interesting because Black Beauty, the movie, starred Mark Lester as the young boy. And Mark Lester, of course, is Oliver from the movie Oliver. Oh, yes. Did a number of other things. This was his last big film because he was absolutely panned by the critics for his acting in this. So whether the over-the-top English upper-crust voice acting was in some way a reference to him, I don't know, but also some of the young girls from the TV series were very like that. Yeah, it was so that,
0: or we said earlier, whether that sort of meant to be more Elizabeth Taylor from National Velvet, perhaps.
1: But certainly those highly strung young characters from all the horse movies or TV series. Yes,
0: who love the horse to bits and the yes. uh, knitting things. And, of course, who <laughs> do get the line where says, Listen to that wind! I'm sorry, I'm just so excited. (laughs) Which, of course, yes, there is a gale blowing outside, which blows beauty away. Beauty's blown off.
1: Yes, beauty's gone.
0: (laughs) The wind deposits beauty on top of Bill, on Bill's land. Yes,
1: Graham is saying that the law is the law. Yes. Which I suspect is a reference to both the book and the film, where essentially the evil landowner acquires the farm that Beauty was on yeah, yeah and okay. so you know and all, all the stuff that goes yeah. with it and so you yeah, know it's, it's that evil landowner forcing the working class off his land and all that sort of thing so I think that's, that's very clearly a reference to that well, we go
0: through, after uh, Beauty lands, of course, we then get to see Bill maltreating Beauty, <laughs> including jumping on him, shooting him, driving a tractor over him. And flogging him repeatedly with <laughs> yeah. a riding crop, yes. which I find to be some of the funniest sequences in this episode. And it does
1: show that Bill is also very capable of doing good physical comedy when asked. Which then, of course, leads
0: to the wonderful scene where Tim runs home in tears. <laughs> Graham, of course, comes out to console him, leaving a and of him into the bins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which again another great fall from graham yes mm. no padding visible <laughs>
1: as well <laughs> but no they've, they've explained to tim that the law is the law they have to uh rescue it illegally yes why don't we ask our good friends the gypsies they're a kind and helpful folk <laughs> <laughs> both that line and then the following sequence where they come in dressed as gypsies
0: yes very stereotypical gypsies very, very
1: much when we all first saw that we just thought that was completely beyond the pale in terms of our racial stereotypes that said again when you go back to the movie there is a whole sequence in there which sort of turns the whole plot of the movie with gypsies who are played in the way that movies play these things so i suspect it is much more meant to be a satire or something rather than just let's make fun of the gypsies per se mm-hmm. All the Roman people. Mm, yes, travellers, I think, is the current
0: Tra- uh, <laughs> uh, word for them, yes. Yeah.
1: That scene was a little bit problematic, though, wasn't it, guys? <laughs> like well, again, was it was
0: amusing. We are the naughty little gypsies coming <laughs> to, to steal, steal their
2: horse. <laughs> I found it funny when I was a boy, and I, I still found it funny now. I mean, I, I can understand how people would be. They find it problematic. Uh, yes, but. It, it um, is a pastiche of yeah. the actions that, you know, they call for help exaggerating the characters of the gypsy traveller, Romany. But part of
1: that, they're exaggerating the characters as they're played in movies. Correct. So it's a passage of movie gypsies. That's right. Not of actual gypsies. I guess this is really another example with the goodies of knowing what they're satirising gives it a context which actually makes it quite reasonable. Palatable, yes. Palatable, Mm. yeah. If you don't know that, as we did when we first saw the episode recently, Mm. it is quite out there. Mm. (laughs) But the whole premise of this segment is that they need to steal black and white beauty back but if they're dressed as gypsies doing it then when they're caught bill won't blame them you'll blame the gypsies and then they suddenly realize as bill's approaching that if they're caught bill will know that it's them anyway yes. so their plan actually won't work but there is one place they can hide that's the place <laughs> and this is the point as you said richard where very clearly now Black and White Beauty is just a pantomime horse. Yes. Because they are now inside it. Unless they sort of went all Empire Strikes Back and gutted it yeah. before they <laughs> went <on it. laughs> Now, there is a little joke in there with the bucket where they get it wrong a couple of times. Do you reckon that was a deliberate joke or was that just a goof they've left in because it worked?
0: Oh, the bit where they put the bucket under the horse and then yeah. move it. Yeah, it's an interesting one actually. It must be Bill because Brian and Tim wouldn't know where the hell the bucket was, so... That must be Bill realising he's either put it in the wrong spot or just ad-libbing.
1: My take was that it was Bill ad-libbing and they've just looked it in because it kind of works.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he's trying to scare the crap out of the horse, basically. Yes.
1: Yeah. Bill,
0: of course, is now ready to run the National and takes Beauty in a horse float to uh, Aintree, which is where the races run. The bookie see the horse put it in at 10000 to one. So Bill thinks, well, this is a great chance to make some money, novel all the other horses, and put all the goodies money on Black and White Beauty. Mm. Tim and Graham, unfortunately, have other ideas. (laughs) They emerge from the skin in the stables and see how the horses have been Mm. nobbled.
1: And, you know, when we talked about right at the start of this podcast, going right back to episode one, where the BBC was unhappy with Bill getting high off a lemon sherbet, (laughs) we now have Graham actually taking a drag and just, you know, showing the effects and enjoying it.
0: Where's the crazy stuff man
1: though obviously we have to acknowledge that times have moved on since 1970 it's now 1976
2: i think when they recorded yep. this so i think we're in a sort of a more laissez-faire
1: world in terms of drugs <laughs> yeah no drugs, and it's well, interesting to watch that evolution because we've gone from them being proposed yeah, yeah. to sort of right. subtly mentioned to now okay graham could just stand there and smoke a joint for a few minutes <laughs> mm. i just want to mention there the visual company also of the various syringes stuck in the back of horses yes. and you know, doped up to the eyeball gags and all that sort of thing. That's, thought, that's quite a good sequence.
2: That's an image that's stuck with
1: me for the last 30 odd years. Yeah. Yeah, of- yeah me, me too. Of all the things I remember from this episode, there's a lot I'd forgotten. That was the scene that I did remember very well.
0: Plus, you have the bit where Tim comes out of the skin and Graham's still in there and he says, Hey, Graham, have a sniff. No, out <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> But all this takes us really into our last five minutes and our final film sequence, which is the Grand National being done with pantomime horses.
2: Yes. And there you've got the whole bit of Bill trying to inspire Tim and Graham that they have to run. Yes. So leading into that, it we goes, well, when I say our manner, it's a little bit of mine. It's most yeah. of yours and it's all of yours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so now they have to win the race as Black and White Beauty. There's some very good stuff in there. They have the various Mum horses trying to get over hedges or go through hedges. They have the bit where they cut the hedge up. They have the bit where the horse needs to be given the kiss of life. <laughs> it's, it's not a bad little sort of ending sequence. Routine, no.
0: We seem to lose a horse somewhere in the middle of all that because there's six at the start, but there's actually only five at the end. Now, the horses appear to be called the Pooper, <laughs> the Chalfonts, which is actually a slang term for hemorrhoids, the Beano, Dr. Death, which I think is the horse we lose. What do I do, Bill? And Black and White Beauty. So there you go. I'm guessing that's probably all six of the pantomime horse costumes that the BBC own, maybe. But <laughs> perhaps in that scene. Because <laughs> the Grand National, I think, is anything up to 35 or 40 horses, I think.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a decent number. Yeah.
0: Of course, at the end of all the film sequences, Black and White Beauty doesn't win.
1: They pause for a photograph. Yes, the photo they do.
0: They pause for a photo finish, which allows the other horses to finish ahead of them. So now, because they have no money, yet again, we finish with a step and Son, Ending. That's right. With the pantomime horse, <laughs> now pulling the bragging bone cart.
1: And the distinctive music.
0: Yes, Old Ned, is its is name? It's called, old yes, Ned. Old Ned.
1: Yeah, it's done a a bad finish. As I said, all the way through this, I was laughing quite a lot. Certainly more than I expected. It's quite a fun episode. Yeah, it is, yeah. definitely. Were there any cuts here? It wasn't cut here. Well, which is extraordinary, given that you've got casual racial stereotyping and blatant drug use. The <laughs> fact that this got through the Australian censors is quite interesting. Quite interesting, yes. Okay, we'll move then into our regular segment, so tropes and firsts.
0: Fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how funny you find it, a fake animal cruelty is really a goodie's trope, so <laughs> there's definitely plenty of
1: that. And definitely the setup of the episode, which is Graham, has created some sort of studio usually involving animals. It yes. is now in, what, my fourth iteration of that, I think? Pretty much. Yeah. It's two versus one again. We get the references to some of the old episodes with the mule and the goat, as yes. we discussed earlier. Yeah. The cow, yes. But it, it's not a very normal goodies episode. There's actually not a lot of their usual tropes in here. No. Which, as you said, shows a lot more how they're moving more and more, yeah. not just from their formula, but from their own tropes. Yes. It lends it a certain freshness as well. That's true, it does. And for a show that's lasted this long... What couldn't you get away with today? Well. We
0: are the gypsies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, let's just say the gypsy segment would be From very different, if not completely cut. Yes,
0: obviously the animal cruelty. The N-word. Yes, it's not really what you couldn't get away with. The Grand National and steeplechasing in general uh, have been the subject of a lot of criticism over the years.
1: Well, uh, well racing in general, I mean, we had the Melbourne Cup two years ago where two horses were killed on the day. Yes.
0: Yeah, so I think Steeplechasing in particular, because Grand National's at a place called Aintree, and they, they have had, in recent times, have to go and significantly redevelop the course to make it less dangerous.
1: Our favourite gags.
2: The gag that when Bill and Tim join Graham and they say, well, we want in on it, he goes, and it's the usual split, and he goes, oh, no, it's a third each. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that was good. I'm going to go for the visual gag of Kenneth the Flying Tortoise.
2: <laughs> Rob? I'm also going for a visual gag, and it's Bill flogging black and white beauty. It's Bill driving over her in it with a tractor. As a boy from the land, Bill is doing
0: absolutely the wrong thing by hanging off the side of that tractor. Don't do that, kids. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that particular secret's I uh, found very funny. Richard? And I'm going to go, I had two, but I'll, my runner-up was probably Tim pushing Graham into the bins, but I'm actually going to go with hammering the wooden leg on the dog <laughs> and then die for the queen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, an uh, episode that I've a bit I wasn't expecting a lot from, but really enjoyed. it. It's always good when that happens. Absolutely. Yeah, I
0: had fun watching this. I don't know one I'll come back to in a hurry, but I had a lot of fun watching it.
1: Next week we've got one that I know several of us are big fans of, which is it might as well be String.
0: Yes, looking forward to this.
1: And while you're working out how to break the fourth wall, why don't you take a walk in the Black Forest? What a challenge! Oh, you can do it, Beauty. I know you can. (laughs) What a pair of nutters! Good God! I mean, honestly, you think you're gonna win the National with that that old heap of compost? Why not? With a bit of training? Training? What do you mean training? I know more more about training horses than you do. You don't even know which end the bit goes. Yes, I do. (laughs) And don't be so vulgar.